My name is the beautiful Alicia Fox. Spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. Loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's coming at puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. And after tonight, none of you in this ring will ever... There's a one. There's a two. Oh! Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Welcome to Three Count Thursday, live here on our Facebook page. We are the podcast of the millennium, and it is Thursday, June the 27th, 2019. We have tons to talk about this week, including Guess Who's Back, Wrestling's Great War, and Fight Me, Bro. But first, our show is brought to you by Alicia's Pillows and Things. If you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your taste and likes, so add decor that reflects your sports, movie, and TV fandom. Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. Alicia's features live or uh, features pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with your favorite sports teams and characters. Log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. We're also sponsored by Cool Eye Cover. They're our new sponsor, and as you can imagine, we're talking sunglasses. Summer's officially here, and as we all know, we need sunglasses. Cool Eye Cover has a great deal as an NGSC Sports partner. If you email ESG Marketing Solutions at gmail.com, they'll give you a 50% discount on your first pair of glasses. Visit CoolEyeCover.com. Choose your glasses to receive the discount. Remember, you have to email ESGMarketingSolutions at gmail.com to get that coupon. We thank Cool Eye Cover for joining NGSC Sports. Make sure you visit our homepage, 3CountThursday.com, for everything 3Count related. Tim, how we doing this week? Lonely, but we have each other, and that's a lot. We do have each other, and we're, we don't have any... Of the uh, the naysayers, of the, of the negative nay. Nancys, and all of that. So it's uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. We may be joined by the uh, CEO of the Cool Eye Cover sponsorship Ooh. here for a minute, to, just for a minute to talk about his uh, his product. We may have him. We may not. I'm not sure. I didn't get confirmation, but uh, that would that'll that'll be coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Within the next five to ten. If we have him, and that'll only be a couple minutes. If you're following along on the live video, make sure you give it a like. Make sure you give it a share. We want to get as many people in here as possible. That's right. We have uh, obviously tons to talk about this week. Hell, the really? Democratic, the Democratic uh, 
candidate debate has been the last two nights, so obviously we have tons to talk about. Huh. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Huh. Um, make sure, again, make sure you uh, you share the live video. We'd appreciate that. Only one independent show to talk about, and it's not even this weekend. It is one week from tonight. That is uh, GCW's Backyard Wrestling. Now, this is a, it's a little bit different. Um, tickets were, for, for, were invite only. Ah. So if you if you don't have tickets, you didn't get invited. But you can watch it because it'll be streaming on the fight.tv. So uh, you can check it out over there. Again, GCW's Backyard Wrestling. That's next that's next Thursday night. Um, some people will be watching fireworks. Some people will not be in this studio having a podcast live. But never fear. We will be here on Wednesday night. So only six nights away from now, uh, we will uh, we'll be bringing you our normal brand of wrestling talk uh, just one night earlier next week so we can celebrate the 4th of July uh, in every way imaginable. Um, so, Tim, <laughs> um, what the hell happened today? Um, so I woke up, made myself some sorrow roll, and then this ish happens. And I'm like, it was it was around ten o'clock where the news was starting to break in regards to the cryptic tweet from Homeboy from SI. SI right. Like, hey, some issues coming down. Hold your fanny. Yeah. And then fanny's held. Kaboosh. Yeah. What the heck? WNBC. <laughs> like okay so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say any names but within the confines of the five of us we know a reputable source yeah okay so i saw the news and the five of us have a have a group message yes chat and there's no Patreon level for that. You there, can't yeah, get you can't. That. You can get the pre-show, post-show. You can't sit with us in the. At but the, at, but you can't. You don't get to find out who the source is. So I sent a message to the group and I said, "Group, yeah, what you got? Do, do we know anything?" And the response was, "No, nah." And I'm like, "Oh, so it's it's that level of of tight-lipped, which." Which probably means that they did know something, but SI had exclusivity rights. Right. Okay. Like, I pretty got much, you. probably SI was handpicked for the news yes. to break, and they probably paid for it. Uh, right. It's sim similar because I get that that they don't that the you know whoever gets to break the the hall of fame news that week it gets spread around right like this yeah this one obviously huge story um yeah i'm i'm sure they paid for this one um because like again within i think it was within like a half an hour of si releasing this story the wwe had their cooperation the, of this story on, on the yeah because and and of and, and so did every other tom dick and sally sure news sure. site like but they uh, were all they were all cooperating the story and right. some some going into a little more detail yeah so i if obviously if you're here you probably know what we're talking about but i pulled from wwe.com um 
WWE has named Paul Heyman as executive director of Monday Night Raw and Eric Bischoff as executive director of SmackDown Live. Newly created positions reporting directly to WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. Uh, in their executive roles, Heyman and Bischoff will oversee the creative development of WWE's flagship programming and ensure integration across all platforms and lines of business. The creation of these roles further establishes WWE's ability to continuously reinvent its global brand while providing two distinct creative processes for its flagship shows. So let's just kind of take... Let's pick it apart. Let's let's pick those those items apart. And and I, and I guess if there's any like I, I I hate the fact that we don't have Ryan and Matt here. Yes, but also in the same turn of phrase, with it being the two of us, we can dig a little deeper. Sure, because honest to God, this week's show because we was we literally usually- nothing. Until we, like we were gonna sit here, hat in hand for two hours, <laughs> and just just like, keep just, saying WWE is good. Listen, WWE is, listen. It was just gonna be the two of us. Just like the the meme of the kid, like Linda, Linda, Linda. Linda listen, now, don't get me wrong. We're still gonna do a lot of that WWE is good stuff. We'll get but, there. But but like there's, on there's, top of there's, that, there's, there's pretty much holy like th- there's only like three real things to talk about this week. Correct. There's this. There's our fighter fest predictions, and then there's like that guy and some other people on like a Twitter war. And stomping grounds happened. It was a happening. It was Things good. Things happened. It was good. It was good. I loved it. Thumbs up. And I think most and people your, probably give that show a thumbs up. And that's your stomping grounds review by three count. There we go. Nailed it was it. good. Um, okay, so newly created positions, executive director of each show, di- reporting directly to Vince McMahon. Well, duh. Yeah, no kid. Like, like, <laughs> like every big decision that needs to be made in any company usually goes up to the owner right. of said company. Right, or somebody he's designated the as bra- the person to deal the board, with shit. The board of trustees or, or whatever the governing body is for your company. That is who he re- he reports to, he or she, they. That's who they report to. And so, the first thing people are saying that I've heard is, "Well, Raw and SmackDown will be good for three weeks, and then Vince is gonna sneak up underneath Paul Heyman and and take control of Monday Night Raw, and Paul's gonna get pissed." And I, I don't I don't feel that this is gonna be the same thing. Because Vince is going to have the XFL very shortly. Yes. Coming up. If he is going to dedicate time to the XFL, as crazy of his schedule as it is, he is not physically going to be able to to dedicate as much time to WWE as he has in the last 35 years. Okay? Hard facts. Two, the infrastructure of WWE is way more built out than the infrastructure of the XFL. He can leave, depending on what report you have, when Vince had the the steroid steroid trial... There was talks of him running WWE from prison 
through Cowboy Bill Watts. Right. Like Okay. The infrastructure is a lot different now. Yes. If Vince went to jail, I'm pretty sure that Stephanie and Triple H ascend to that one spot. Right. And let's And let, it's two sides of the same coin. Let's hit on let's hit on that thing. too yeah. because I've seen a lot of a reaction from a lot of people um obviously since this news broke that well i wonder how hunter feels about this great he feels great want to know why because because he's not named which means he's a floating piece which means that if the old man's gone he's next right because because here's the thing his position in wwe corporate is still above these two guys' job on WWE TV. Right. He's still running NXT. He's still producing the NXT stuff. He's still relatively in charge of everything at the performance centers. Right. And, like, I, like if you don't think Triple H is, is, is going to be around the shows, you're crazy. You're mistaken. Like, yeah. he's still going to be there. Vince, obviously, is going to be there. All this means is... You know the the the, the two cent, the centralized force of what is driving Monday Night Raw and what is driving SmackDown Live is now Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, right? And and so the next thing I've heard people say is, well, how is this any different to when Road Dog was head of creative on SmackDown and Vince McMahon jumped in, made changes to the script, made changes to the formatting of the show, and basically gutted it left left uh road dog with boo-boo face and sent him to nxt right like how is this going to be any different and here's what's different the whether it's a title or not executive is it producer or director executive director executive directors of the flagship programming vince didn't just pick two people he picked a guy who is still relatively young a person who is on the pulse of social media a person who has run a successful wrestling company that was also a revolutionary brand and he also picked a guy who is relatively young comparatively to Vince McMahon a person who has experience throughout all forms of mass media, including but not limited to television shows, mobile video games, etc. Also, the last person to run opposition to Vince McMahon and win for, let me count, 83 weeks. Somebody should make a podcast. And name it 83 And name it 83 weeks. What a great idea. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Connie. Hey, oh, Connie. Hey, I know you're probably hey, hiring. Connie. We we'd like to work in Stanford. So, Connie, three count Thursday at gmail dot com. Like like, uh, no no wonder there's an Arn Anderson podcast lined up. Bischoff's gonna get a little busy really soon. Yeah. Um, and, and like, so Bischoff just turned uh sixty four. Vince is seventy seven. Five, six, seven. Heyman's fifty-three. He'll be fifty-four this year. I knew he was stupid young. Like, wow, dude, are you fucking bitch? Do you, do you know who else is really young? Bruce Pritchard. Really? 
Uh, when Bruce started, so he Vince was will be in his seventy-four. Okay, so Bischoff is ten years younger than Vince. Paul Heyman is twenty, 20 years, years younger, younger than, Vince. than Vince. When Bruce Pritchard started, he was like twenty-something with the WWE. He's fifty-six. Pritchard is. He's he's Judas Priest. And now to put that into perspective, the Undertaker is a hundred and four. <laughs> Um, if you're following along in the live video, make sure you leave comments. Like, what do you, what do you guys that are watching along, what, what is, what is your guys' thought take? Because we did get, I, I should pull that up too. We did get yeah. some response. Um, like, what was your when? What was your initial reaction? Like, did you feel like you were in a sense of Groundhog Day, or you felt like it was April again, and this was a big ruse? No, like, like, what, what did you, like, what, what did you, the collective audience, think, like? Because to me, I was just like, well, uh, all my productivity for the day is gone. Yeah. And now I'm just <laughs> swimming in this thought bubble of like an ideal, a, dy- a dystopian or a utopia of WWE in which Vince McMahon only says yes to things. And also, let's, let's, <laughs> as we dig into this stuff, let's also not lose sight of the fact that the the timing of the evolve announcement yesterday and this announcement today god only knows what could come out tomorrow well also if you want to go farther back we're going to tie into another topic this guy going off on social media like throwing bombs like here's like, the thing literally WWE has dominated the airwaves for free rent. Seth blowing up Twitter and social media for two days. Then they make the announcement of Evolve's 10th anniversary show on the WWE Network. And then they announce this. Fighter what? Exactly. Like, like WWE ha- has done exactly everything they needed to do this week. Um, and, and here's the thing. It's also coming off of a pay-per-view that exceeded expectations. You you can you can use whatever terminology you want to describe stomping grounds, but I think every solid. I think everybody can agree that it exceeded expectations. It was very much Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire was a good show. Yes. It was a crappy name. Crappy name. But we knew that already. Right. And like here's the thing. So, the the pay, pay-per-views this year have delivered well. Regardless of the TV product, pay-per-views have delivered in 2019. Yeah. And or, or if you want to call them network specials. Sure. Um but but and then you also had you had a you had a really good episode of Raw. SmackDown was eh, depending on your opinion of it. But like WWE has has, has successfully like dominated the the, the 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 news waves this week in a week where AEW is is running a uh network special if you will yeah courtesy of BR live um but now let's dig into a second part of uh of this as well um the the creation of these roles further establishes WWE's ability to continuously reinvent its global brand while providing two distinct creative processes for its flagship shows. This is no this is no surprise to me, Jim. Um, as soon as they announced this the the let me remind everyone, um, 
billion dollar contract with Fox. A small loan of a million dollars. <laughs> Add a couple zeros. A small, a small, small, a small, a small loan. We a could small, do this small, until eleven thirty, <laughs> and we would fill it. Um, like once they announced the Fox deal, we knew because this is the first time WWE, notably, like it's a lot different when you're on the CW and when you're on my network TV comparatively to Fox. Right. Um, but they very rarely strayed away from the NBC universal brand with the exception right. of the time they were in t- at TNN. Um, they've well, they- that and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The TNN deal was USA chose not to renew. Correct. Right. So it's not like WWE was like, Hey, you know, NBC Universal or whatever, we're leaving you. Right. They were like, I think we're going to try something different. And then tell us how it worked out for you. <laughs> Not well. Not great. Not ideal. But it's going to be very good to see um, see how this works out. And there's already been rumors, so this kind of just gives a little more credence to the rumor that, w, that Raw will be the entertainment brand SmackDown will be the close to sport brand. Yeah. And that makes sense when you look at to see who the executive directors are because Paul Heyman is the character guy, the promo guy, the guy who invests in long-term storytelling Mm -hmm. that pays off. Eric Bischoff, while it, not to say that he did not have a direct hand in everything going on with the eighty three with, with the eighty three week win streak with Nitro. He was at the helm when WCW turned their first profitable quarter. They made a dollar. He made he 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 revolutionized a lot of things. And you have to remember too, even when he was with Impact for that short period of time. He made a big splash there, too. Sure. Absolutely. He reinvigorated the brand, kind of lost its way. He reinvigorated the way things looked, how it was shot. It was a really good and fun time for Impact during the Bischoff and Hogan regime, but mainly the Bischoff regime. And with Bischoff having so much network experience working as a showrunner and a, and a producer of that nature, he's going to be able to directly translate what Fox wants yes. to the SmackDown brand. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any, any coincidence, uh, you know, not, I don't think it really anything WWE does is happens by coincidence. So it, it you know, it's no coincidence that, that, uh, you know these two end up on on uh, with these with these brands and these roles, um, given kind of the landscape of where we're going come October, right? Um, overall, like the the reaction in in the comments on on our on the post um, about this is is a, most people I think are generally uh, generally pretty happy with it. A lot of people saying this will be fun. This is the shot WWE needs when they come out swinging. Uh, they really come out hard. Um, a cup. You know, a couple people said, you know, and I. This this is probably like my my favorite reaction, and maybe this we can we can tie some of this to the evolve, um, 
reaction from the other side. Because I, I, I've seen a lot of, oh, this is just WWE being desperate because of AEW. I wouldn't say it's desperate. I would say it's, it's smart. Absolutely smart. One person's desperation is another person's gamesmanship. Right. And here's the thing. Like, like it, WWE is aware of AEW. You, yeah. can, you, can't, you can't be in the wrestling business and not be aware. But I, I don't I, I don't believe for one second that the WWE is scared, react you know, doing anything out of fear, desperation, anything like that. It's all out of competition. Yes. They see it. And guess and here's the thing. Who wins? We do. Ta da We do. Like, Who cares where Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman go? As long as they're in our ear holes and they're supplying content to our eye holes, we win. Yeah. Um, yeah Lee's got a really good question on the, the Facebook page um, or on the live feed. Um, I don't know why I'm not getting the question. He says, does this end joint pay-per-views and do they split up the monthly pay-per-view schedule between Raw and SmackDown and have WrestleMania be the only joint show of the year to feature both Raw oh, and SmackDown go. brands? Um Lee, I don't think so, um, because they're going to want to maximize their profits. And when you put on two, um, they can't go back to what it used to be in the mid 2000s where the brands would be on and off. So where like Raw would have the pay-per-view in April, like WrestleMania, so Backlash was a Raw pay-per-view, and then Judgment Day was a SmackDown pay-per-view, and then Raw would have one, SmackDown okay. would have one. Like, you can't do that anymore, I think. But you also can't do what they did a few years ago. Oh, God, no. Where they're putting on a Raw and a SmackDown pay-per-view in, in the, the same, same month. month. Like, it was great, but not sustainable. Yes. So I think which is why they quickly went to the, what they are doing now. Especially now with 4-hour live 4-hour network events, network specials. Well, they're not even going a full 4, four hours. They're, they're they're budgeted out for 4 hours. Right, correct. So they're enabling themselves to go the distance of 4 hours um for the for at least the minor and I don't want to say minor, but the non the, not big four. the non-traditional big 4 events. Um but I, I think that you're going to see the Raw and SmackDown brands continue to be intermingled during the pay-per-views. I think the first thing that's gone is the wild card rule. Like you can't give two. You can't give two. Like what's the phraseology again? The, to, uh, uh, the creation of these roles further establishes WWE's ability to continuously reinvent its global brand while providing two distinct creative processes for its flagship shows. You can't do that if everyone on SmackDown is also on Raw. Yes, I agree. You can't. I agree. Um, and there's a great thing. I know I tweeted it out. Um, it was from one of Bischoff's live shows where he talked about um, how you have... The, the way to be successful with the brand split, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. It's a, right. it's, a, it's a great long like it's a couple it's a couple minute video, but the way to create the, to successfully do a brand split is you you have to do everything you can and be super diligent about having separate identities, two 
completely different shows in as many different ways as possible. And unfortunately, WWE television has been homogenized over the last couple of weeks. Yes. Because of the wild card rule. And here's the thing. It, it's it, I get it. Roman that's why Reigns it's no surprise. That's why it's no surprise that Raw has been really good the last two weeks and SmackDown's been meh the past few weeks. Because, because we saw it in we saw it in three hour form the night before. Yeah. So the you know, the, that's that's to me and, and I think there's gonna be a lot more successes than just this. But one of the biggest successes that's going to come out of Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman in their new roles is the, is two separate brands. No more wild card rule. You have Raw. You have SmackDown. You want to see you want to see Seth Rollins. Tune into Raw. You want to see Roman Reigns. Tune into SmackDown. Now, in in my perfect world, now this is me pro, me uh, channeling my inner uh, Puxatani Phil. Uh, I, I I will put. Don the hat of prognosticator of prognosticators. And I want a post-SummerSlam draft. Take the shows, draft them, split them. Actually have the line of demarcation drawn. And even if you have the draft, do the draft and say... For the next four weeks, you do the draft after SummerSlam. SmackDown doesn't debut on Fox until October. The month of September is the last four months of the wild card rule. You get all of it out. You do your crazy mismatches. As soon as SmackDown goes back to Fridays, done. It's over. The brand, the 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 four week period could be a trade period. Between the two brands, Ooh, okay. where you get you, you're able to negotiate, and uh, superstars are able to go to different brands and negotiate their own trade. Kind of make yeah, make their case for I should be on your brand, you're right? Gonna... And and have that, and then once SmackDown moves to Friday night, October four, October four, in LA, Staples Center, Staples Center, the Mecca, the West the Coast, Mecca, the Mecca. West Coast Mecca. You're gonna you freeze the you Done. freeze the rosters lockdown. And that's it. Yeah. Paul, Eric, holla. Right? I got ideas. We'll help out. I got ideas, baby. We'll, you, we, we, we will gladly Bottled water. be a part of your team. Hashtag Team WWE. Um, <laughs> but now you know, the question is, you know, and, and I, I, I have seen a lot of people going, you know, when, when does this when does this go in place? Is this immediately? Is and this... that's the that's the sixty four thousand dollar question, right? Does WWE have to define that? No. So, because obviously people are going to tune in Monday to see if it's different, Tuesday to see if it's di- like is it, is it not creative in and of itself for them to be? I don't want to say not misleading, but you know, to not let the not let the world in and know exactly when these two guys are in their new role. Because for all we know, and let's let's look at the past. Bruce Pritchard was a part of WWE about a month before he was offered his 
head of creative position. Right. Dana Warrior was on the road for a couple of weeks. Very true. We know Heyman's been out there. Uh, He's Heyman's, been working with Ronda for a while and others for a while. Right. And so, and Eric Bischoff, as per the, the written statement supplied by Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. WWE.com, and all the else... He's to work with Fox. Right. Like, he's Damn, not- like, hold on, just... <laughs> okay, so... Three Count Thursday has been around since WrestleMania 30-ish. Okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, this is the weirdest, the last 12 months, 12-ish months, but especially since we turned the calendar to 2019... It's been a hell of a time. Oh, my God, like, if you would have told me, five, first off, you would have told me five years ago, right around WrestleMania 30 time, when Taker lost, if you would have been talking about Undertaker coming back to help Roman Reigns, first off, that would have been crazy enough, because I'm like, nah, motherfucker's like on his way out, he just lost. And then you're going to tell me that five years later, that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are running Raw and SmackDown Live, respectively, I would have been like... You, whatever you're smoking, don't get it near me because I don't even need that contact high. Right. Like, like it, ah, you're it, funny. It doesn't, it doesn't, none of, none of this makes sense. We live in a world in which Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are running WWE. Toy Story is the number one movie in the country. <laughs> Men in Black is coming out soon. Right? Like, this is the 90. All that is back. Yeah. Like, literally... Like, Fuller House is a success. They're shooting Jumanji. Right. Like, hello. I finally caught up on Fuller House, for the record, in case anybody needed to know. I love love Jodie Sweetin. I love her. Me too. I love her. Um, And that's all I I got to say about that. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Um, Let's go DJ Tanner. I mean, we're all tied, but... No, her... DJ Tanner. Uh, Candace. No. What are we talking? Jody Sweeten. It's Stephanie Tanner. But she's a DJ and goes by oh, yes, DJ yes, Tanner. Oh, yes, 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 DJ Tanner. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. My 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 brain was somewhere else in that Your brain is still over the fact that Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are part, they are executive directors of WWE television. <laughs> it's fucking bananas, man. It really is. Um, I don't, I just, I, I have strong faith in the fact that Vince... Vince can't f this one up. No, he can. It, 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 yeah, it, he, he very can. well could. Yes, but he can't. Uh, yes, I, I, I am. I'm with you in that camp. I really am. That that because here's the thing, and I've seen a lot of people, and and they they look at that line in in the press release, newly creative positions reporting directly to WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. Everybody mm-hmm. in WWE. At some point or another, is reporting directly to Vince McMahon. Like Mark Henry was on uh, Steve Austin's podcast this week. The Austin Show has new ones. That That's they, right. They release one new one, and then he releases a classic a one. Ball, yeah. Um, the Mark Henry one is so good. Anytime I can listen to Mark Henry talk about his life and career, Mark Henry is a, is is a fucking treasure to this business. 
Uh-huh. He is so good. He's but, taken to this media thing. Um, yeah, and he's great. And and he um Brian, we're talking about the uh the Bischoff, Eric Bischoff and, and Paul Heyman being in charge of WWE TV. Um I don't know why my comments aren't like updating. I have to keep like closing out and coming it's back. It's okay, there. I got him pulled up. Gotcha, I'll let you cool. Know. That's awesome. Um but Mark Henry talked about how like you know, he wasn't afraid of Vince even when he first started and, you know, would, would go right up to him and talk to him and, and things like that. So he has a great relationship with Vince, but he said so many guys, like even even guys like TJ Perkins, I heard, you know, like he had direct interactions with Vince. Everybody in WWE direct, directly, you know, uh, what, what, what's the what's the, the phraseology? report reports directly to Vince McMahon like that's just what it is so people see that line and they're like oh see it it doesn't matter it's just all lip service I'm like look if WWE wanted to do the same old thing they wouldn't have brought in Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff for these jobs and also Eric Bischoff at this point in his life and Paul Heyman at this point in his life and their careers are not I at least I don't think so going to take these positions if they're not going to at least have a strong degree of I'm in charge. So there's a vi- there's a YouTube video somewhere. Paul Heyman does an interview about when he was offered the ability to take over Impact Wrestling. And, like, he laid out everything he asked for. And the biggest thing he asked for was for, like, 100% creative control and, like, investment in the company. Like, he wants to be a part of ownership. Okay. And so, um, long story short, it didn't. Co- it, it, it never came to that. But I'm pretty sure at this stage in the game, Paul... And Eric Bischoff are not here to be yes men. Right. They're not here to be the the extensions of Vince McMahon. No. Because Why would they? They've both already done that. Yeah. And if you think Paul Heyman's any different, you have to look at the times when, when Paul and Eric were a part of the company. When Eric was a part of the company, he didn't come into WWE until 2003. Yeah. Yeah, because I was was still watching when he came in. It it wasn't long after that that I I kind of fell out into college. So it was like 2003-ish when Vince announces Eric Bischoff. It may be a year earlier. Um, no, because 2002 was the brand split, and that was – yeah, so it's 2003. Scotty, I don't get what you mean there. Vince McMahon and Jerry Jones are polar opposites at this point. I don't get that. Where Jerry Jones needs to have his hands within everything, and he kind of meddles too much, and I guess Vince McMahon is not meddling now because he's delegated his uh, – I mean – Again, there's 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 analogy to ma- be made there. I guess, but but actually, in the last couple of years, Jerry Jones is, has given it to his son. Has, yeah, his 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 son makes a lot more of the decisions 
in the last two to three years than uh, oh, no, than than he oh, used to. Yeah, but but back to the topic of wrestling. Yes. Um. So when Bischoff comes in, he had already had the closure on WCW, and he was coming in as a talent. So he didn't have to be creative. He was never asked to be creative. He was never asked to take charge of things. It was literally just him showing up, doing his segments, and leaving. When Paul Heyman was on camera, however, he literally shows up to WWE television the week after ECW closes <laughs> right. to do ring out to do commentary with Jim Ross because Jerry Lawler left because Jerry Lawler left the company because the cat got fired. Yes, and that's so, right, that's right. So Paul Heyman is on commentary, then he leaves commentary to be the manager for Brock Lesnar, so he never gets the full closure of ECW, and then when he is put into a position of creative control, guess what he's in control over? First, he's in control of SmackDown, but he's the head of creative of SmackDown, which means that he just writes the stuff and gives it to Vince and then Vince goes with the red pen and da, 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 da. he was he was Brian James he was road dog right and so he scratched through the next time Paul Heyman was given this opportunity was ECW he was basically he, he basically saw his child revived and brought back to him and he was like I have to do it if anyone's gonna do it it's gotta be me everyone else is gonna bastardize this it's gotta be me and then when he got too far in and Vince pulled the reins Paul was like, I can't, I'm done, I can't. Right. Now, Paul Heyman is a wrestling historian. He has now been given the opportunity to drive the flagship program of WWE, Monday Night Raw, that has been on the air since 1993. And then even if you take the lineage back farther than that, it goes back to prime time wrestling, which was on Monday night's for however the hell long. Yeah. This is almost 40. Well, this is absolutely at least 30 plus years of television that Paul Heyman has been said here. Take this and make it new. Right. And Paul, for all accounts that I've heard, has to be shooting the moon especially if he gets the ability to be judge, jury, and executioner, and he oh only God, has yeah. to go to Vince to be like, hey, I looked this over. Everything looks great. Tell me what you want to change. Yeah. Because that's what it's going to end up being. Paul's gonna ha- Paul and Eric are going to have the red, the red markers, and they're going to mark stuff down from the head writers of, Mon- of SmackDown and Raw. And then when they have their finalized show, it's going to go to Vince. Yeah. And Vince is, by that time, Vince is just going to be like, uh, That's good uh, shit. Goddamn, pal. Straight. <laughs> Run it. Yeah. Like this. And, and, and again, like. We we may be we may be hopeful optimists we may you know I, it, but this this feels so much different even if, even if this was just somebody that was at like the head of the creative team overseeing Monday Night Raw I, I WWE has never done a 
press release like this, like when when Road Dog took over, like that that wasn't public information. When Bruce Pritchard came back, that like, was so under the table. Right, that was that you you had to be you had to be us to to, to get that kind of stuff yeah, to see to that be, kind of stuff. You had to be a fan. You had to who, be a wrestling fan. You had this, to be a Conrad Thompson follower to get that information because Conrad was the source of it. Right, and and like. You know what I mean? It 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 came up on um you know it mostly kind of hit the PW manias, PW insiders, those sort of things. This blew up on sport on SI dot com. Yeah, like kind of reputable. Like this is a lot different than than anything we've seen in in this type of scenario ever. And like yes. Do I think it is it is somewhat of a of a you know cause and effect because of AEW? Sure. But also this is this is long overdue maintenance that WWE right. has had to do on the product. And I yeah, and I've seen a lot of the like I have seen a lot of this stuff too is is people going, you know, well now you have Bruce Pritchard and you have uh and you have Eric Bischoff and you have Paul Heyman, uh, you know, running and working on on WWE TV. It's just a bunch of the same old, same old, old guys and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first off, it is guys that Vince trusts. It is, I mean, what, probably, probably close to, well, over, probably over a hundred years or close to a hundred years of, of in the business wrestling knowledge at at the the highest levels right that you you there's not a substitute for that and and also they've done the new young different people for a long time like i mean freddie prince was was like head writer for WWE like they brought in a Vince, i mean Vince Brian Gortz, Brian Gortz, Carp, like, they've, like they've, had... they've done. They and here's the thing: you brought up Dana Warrior earlier. When Dana Warrior got hired, it was what the hell does she know? Why does she have a job there? So I don't know. Did you listen to any of her Hall of Fame speeches? She cuts a pretty good promo. And here's the thing: so you either want new people with fresh ideas, or you want People that know how to be successful in wrestling. No, Jim, I want who I want. Like, exactly. Like, and for me, I, I thought of I thought of this earlier is because everybody wants to bring up that that Paul Heyman failed, Eric Bischoff failed. Here's the thing, Paul Heyman with ECW didn't have anywhere near the budget to succeed. They were given a monthly stipend by WWE to continue to work. Like WWE paid Eric Bischoff or paid ECW monthly for expenses. Yes. Where Eric Bish or where Paul Heyman succeeded is you can't go until recently you couldn't go to a wrestling show 
a wrestling event and have any sort of table, ladder, chair, weapon use and not hear ECW ring out throughout the building. Yes. ECW, Paul Heyman's ECW, not Todd Gordon's Eastern Championship Wrestling. Right. Extreme Championship Wrestling brought popular music to wrestling since the rock since the rock and wrestling age it, it gave a different look to de- to wrestling it gave a a grittier side to um a grittier side to to professional wrestling and it gave the realism aspect yes that had been missing because at the time we were living in a world full of uh, occupational wrestlers. Yes. And here's the thing. Heyman didn't have the budget. Um, And Eric Bischoff was successful when Eric Bischoff was truly in control. Once the, the heads of, his, of the, the network changed, once the direction of the network changed, that's when it was over. Because, you know, Turner and AOL Time Warner, when, when that merger went down and AOL Time Warner decided we don't want to be in the wrestling business anymore, there was nothing Eric Bischoff was going to be able to do at that point anyway. And do you remember how much WWE bought WCW for? Like, Nick, like pennies on a dollar. Pretty much. Yeah. Two million dollars for WCW the intellectual properties, and the entire library. Yeah. I mean, the, the library, the, like, yeah. And, and, like, that's it's bananas. If I knew it was going for sale for $2 million, I would have gone I and taken I out a loan. A small loan of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a small loan of a million dollars? Um, so... I'll find the other million. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, so, let, let's let's give credit where credit's due here. You now have, you know, the guy who could have potentially put the WWE out of business and a guy who revolutionized a small independent company into a, into a, a national phenomenon with no money. I mean, like, beyond the mat. You watch Beyond the Mat, and they're cutting promos in his mom in their mom's basement, while mom's doing laundry. Doing laundry. Yep. Like, and that that's a company that got a national TV deal with TNN. Like, Heyman and Bischoff are not just some old guys. And you have to think Eric Bischoff's like Eric Bischoff's reach goes even beyond WCW. I mean, some would say that. PWE thrived under Eric Bischoff's rule. It, br- Cousin Brian did say that, and he's not wrong. And PWE is is back. You know, They'll be back in September. And you know, he's got a knack for making things better. He, do- he does have a knack for making things better. So I- I'm super excited. Um, whether or not it... And, and, and like Brian said, the only vote fans get is with ratings. You watch or you don't. It's not a choose-your-own-adventure book. Right. Exactly. You are in Just like every control. TV show. But like... The exact same thing I said to everyone during this AEW thing 
with AEW going on. That was very disrespectful, calling it an AEW thing. <laughs> you know, that little AEW thing. Hey, you know, that little thing. The, uh, Hashtag Team WWE. Right. <laughs> um, but with AEW, like, give it a chance. Watch it. Yeah. Judge for yourself. Take your preconceived notions. Push them aside. But also know that do not expect immediate results because that is futile. Like, I understand that our collective attention spans are about as fast as the one, two, three kids kicks. Right. Or as old as that references. I don't know which is which, but either way, give it some time. Let it breathe. Let AEW settle into its spot on television wherever it goes. Let Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff Dino craft, craft their craft their promotion or craft their brands the way they can. And if Vince McMahon proves us all wrong, then we wear the egg. And then guess what we can do? We can easily at that point collectively, all of us at the same time, pull out our little travel bags, fold up our tents, and go the f home. We're looking if if you're looking for the last straw to get out of WWE, this is it. If if you get Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman to be in charge of these brands and then Vince does Vince stuff, then if you stay past that, it's your fault. Don't complain about it. Take your medicine, enjoy your product and shut up about it. If Vince does more Vince stuff after giving the reins to Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, at some point, it's at the fans' responsibility to take take ownership of the fact that they're watching the car crash. Right. They can't change it creatively. They don't have a say in it. They can go on Twitter and have their Twitter fingers and 280 characters. I hate this, but you watch, you're watching it to see how much you hate it. Right. That, so that's just, my favorite thing in the entire so world. There's so many other things to do. My girlfriend picked up how to crochet. Here's the thing. She there's knitted so this big-ass blanket. There are so many things in wrestling. There's so many things in just in wrestling alone outside of the WWE. Like, independentwrestling.tv, fight.tv. Right. Like, there's... Hell, even... even the WWE Network has NXT and has NXT UK and has like all the classic stuff and has all these great like production things that like here's the thing for the high spots for something as bad as the WWE might be with weekly with weekly TV and monthly pay-per-views if that's your opinion like you can't argue with the fact that when they want to put together a documentary or a 360. The 365 on Alexa Bliss was freaking amazing. And by the way, everyone who wanted to give crap to Nia Jax for being the one who concussed, uh, concussed Alexa Bliss. Wrong. <clears throat> Yo. Ronnie, twice. That second one. Woof. That was tough. That was real tough, man. I felt so bad for her. Like... But like that, th- that 365 series, so good. You know she's not with uh, Budro Murphy anymore, right? Is she with? No one. Okay. I believe she's single. Is, so is the ring announcer dude friend-zoned? Mike Rome? Well, yeah. 
Oh yeah. So he's he's in the friend zone hard. Yeah. Like I so they were at like because he's like tight with like Nia Jax. Okay. Because they were at like Universal. Because so, they're in Japan, the yeah. Singapore Japan tour, um, which is also another reason why you saw a lot of repeaters on on SmackDown this week. Because all too. the girls pretty much because ha- you know half the product was in Singapore was on the Japan and Singapore tour. But yeah, they were at like Universal, and I'm like. I was like, are those two? And then, like, I saw people, like, commenting on it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, is he friend-zoned? Ooh, that's a bum. That's what hey, I, I, I did know that her and the and the Murph were... Uh, the Boudreaux. Were, were on the split, so... I also, I also have some good... Uh, some non-Patreon-esque juice. Oh. Yeah. That's exciting. I may have talked about it last week with you guys, but I don't remember. Um... But it's a, it's a relationship breakup. Scotty says, uh, "Why don't they? Um, why doesn't Seth fight Osprey while they're in Japan?" Um, oh, a little guy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, oh my god, dude! Yeah. So Miguel he brings up this great one. So apparently there's a there was a fourth topic today. Oh. Um, there was an article came out today, and I guess um, I guess Jr. must have talked about it. I don't know if he talked about it on this week's. Grill and Jay, anyway, there was an article that came out that um, Tommy Dreamer. Yes, I heard about Tommy this. Dreamer considered. This is not committing a murder suicide at WrestleMania 17. Yes, in Houston. like he was go- he was going to I have. I, I remember this entire like, story. Like, he, he was going because so it was on Grill and Jr. I don't think it was on Grill and Jr. Okay. I think it was an, it was an interview with Tommy Dreamer. OK. And so basically, Tommy Dreamer goes. So ECW gets ECW gets bought out. Right, Paul Heyman, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This and was Paul the, Heyman goes to WWE, and so Paul because Dreamer was the guy that like locked the locked the door, right? Like, yeah, he was the one that he that, sold. He sold all of the like assets and things like that, like the ring and stuff like that. It was him. And so Paul calls Tommy and goes, hey, Tommy, uh, WWE is really looking forward to using you. Uh, They got a wonderful opportunity for you. Uh, Just sit tight. They're going to use you. And then uh, they never called. And so then it was like, they got this hardcore title thing, the 24-7 thing, and what they're going to use you, and you're going to rebrand it, and you're going to make it your own thing, and you're going to reinvent the hardcore division. And then it balked again. And then there was talks of Tommy Dreamer, uh, hey, Tommy, uh, we're going to use you for the TLC match. Um, you're going to come out and you're going you're gonna to stop Rhino from helping. And then that went away. And so Tommy goes and he says, well, I had, I had an indie show pretty much right across the street from the, the Astrodome. And he said, I was at the lowest point of my life. I half considered going to the venue, hopping the rail, shooting killing paul Heyman, and then killing hitting, himself hitting my pose in the middle of the ring God and then damn. killing myself and that that would have been the blackest eye in the history of wrestling like because also at that time camera phones are a bigger deal so somebody would have had footage it's not like the it's not like the owen hart deal yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that. Yeah. It was two thousand and one. Right. So yeah, you would have. Yeah, you, you would have at least. Uh, Somebody would have had grainy had a, footage. Had a yeah, like, it, oof. like, I mean, first off, I, I'm obviously 
so happy that he had a change of mind, change of heart. Because what was it? Because I, I I saw the article. I didn't have a chance to read it this week. At my at my work has been crazy busy. Um, but like I'm I'm glad that that he did. Obviously, he did not go through with it. Um, but like, does how does that? Would WWE had I don't want to say had would they have recovered because the, like they've they've recovered from the steroid trial they've recovered from Owen Hart they've recovered from Chris Benoit but like that that's that's a that's a hit that's, that and you also have to remember too here's the part that people don't like aren't and I just thought about this too this was also a pre nine eleven world oh that's true WrestleMania seventeen was pre 9-11. I'm curious if this would have been even possible with metal detectors and pat downs. Like, oh, yeah, and today's- he, could have, he could have easily come in through the backstage. He could have gotten in. He could have buddied up with Paul Heyman and snuck in the back door and been with the, been with the people and he would have been out on, he'd have been doing his own thing. Night, cousin Brian. Good night, cousin Brian. And like it's it's very chilling to think about, especially the detail and and, and yeah. it was mentioned that it, look, it looks like he actually told the story on his own I'll, I'll House have, of Hardcore. I, I, I will have to check that one out. I will too. I'm more yeah, certainly more of a listener than I am a a, a reader. Um, if the story's good enough, and, they'll make a movie. And, and man, holy crap! Like because you, you think you think about it now and and what he's done with the WWE since that time and what he's done for himself like right house, house of, of hardcore, hardcore you know he's he's appeared on on numerous episodes like impractical jokers like you know he's the ENC pod the ENC the, 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 the show that reeks show. of awesomeness like oh, and awful well he was awfulness um he i mean he was he was at Double or Nothing, right? He was at Double. He was Down. on Double or Nothing. He's been on Ring of Honor shows. Like he, he, he is a, a legend in the truest sense of the word. And he's, and he's 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 really taken up that journeyman yes stance where he'll work with anybody. Like there's no he doesn't have any bounds. Like he's the man without a country, and because of that, he has like he's got carte blanche to just. Yeah. Sign deals wherever he can. Scotty and- says the, the the security at the um, Tacoma Dome was uh, was was very laxed. Um, I know all the arenas and stadiums I've been to around here um, are are as 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 tight as possible. I mean, like the, I, I saw somebody and I I ended up ditching mine in the flower bed or in the like in the trash can near the line. Um, so I had a, a little keychain. It looked like a key, but it had a flip out like pocket knife. Ah! And somebody actually, like, a couple people ahead of me had one of those, and they made them like walk back out to their car. And I was like, "F this!" I just took it off my key ring and threw it out. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't walking all the way back to the car. Um, Not a chance. So, like, you know, the places around here, I mean, take it serious. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some venues that that don't take it as seriously or what have you, but. But yeah, when that when I saw that pop out today, and that tells you because like I think I think that story came out is either today or like yesterday or something. But like that tells you how weird and wild this week in wrestling was because a story like that flies so far under the radar. 
Like it's 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 bonkers. So yeah. Um. Again, wild story. Glad nothing ever came out of it. Um. So let's talk about wrestling's uh great Twitter war this week. This one man war. Um. This yeah. guy is this, burning it down guy, literally. Um. And here's the thing. Here's my smart comment. Go ahead. So a lot of people, um, whether justly or unjustly, compare wrestling couples. Yes. And if both couples wrestle. Yes, you, Nick. We were we were just talking about that. Yeah. Usually, one of the partners takes after the other. Whether they wrestle like them or they appear like them. I think or... generally couples begin to assimilate to each other. Right. But even so, like in wrestling. But yeah. In, yeah. in a world like that, it's. Yeah. Where like they're ta- they're taking their, their partner's moves and things. Well, Seth took Becky Lynch's Twitter <laughs> game. <laughs> and he was like. Ah, ah, ah. And like, here's the thing. Like. Whether you're Team Rollins in this, Team Osprey in this, or just Team Sit Back and Watch watch the Twitter fun, like nothing that Seth Rollins did or said was wrong. And what I mean by what he did or said was wrong is the fact that he finally spoke up. Somebody has to. Because here's the thing. Whether... You want to admit it or not, like, wrestling Twitter is a lot of times the let's shit on WWE zone. And I get it. They're the bi- they're the they're the biggest dog in the game. They're the only one to talk about. Like, they're the they're the one to talk about. Even people that's why even people who hate the WWE continue to talk about them because most times people you, the the the, uh, the other companies anything else that you're talking about it's a niche market everybody's aware of the WWE so even if you hate them you talk about them so and and it, and it is easier and we've talked about this before it's easier to talk shit on the WWE there's only so much that somebody can take and obviously with the rise of new japan with the rise of AEW, with the Moxley podcast, with Jericho, whether it's tongue-in-cheek or not. Because he, I, I don't deny that he I, he obviously still has friends that are in WWE. Obviously, Moxley does too. Like He's married to somebody who works with WWE. But like, Jer- Rollins, yeah. Jericho takes shots. Um, Moxley said his piece. Yeah. S- said his piece. Right. Again. And it could be right. His piece could be right. For him, his piece, I believe, is totally his right. truth. For him. But that's the thing. For him. Seth Rollins is different. And we even said this back when we talked about the Moxley podcast. That at your work, at your job, there are people who are happy and love getting up and punching in at that job and working that eight, nine hours or whatever it is and going home with a smile on their face. 
Then there's people who are miserable. Right. And that alarm goes off and they're just like, why do I have to go back to that place today? And then there's people who are in the middle. Right. And that's what the WWE is. It's a job. It's like you hate it going in and then you're like Seth halfway there. obviously loves the job and loves what he's doing and loves where he's at. So when he continues to hear people shit on the company, shit on the product, shit on the matches, when at the in the final match of what is a great, in my opinion, a great pay-per-view on Sunday, because a collective group of fans did not like who the logical special referee was, decided to boo, decided to chant CM Punk, decided to chant AEW, and other things. Like, I get it. You don't like Baron Corbin. Guess what? He's a fucking heel. And he's really good at it. He's He may be... He's easily one of the best heels in WWE right now. Natural heel, too. And you don't like Lacey Evans. You're not fucking supposed to. So you're you're gonna have you're gonna have the crybaby boo boo face fucking reaction. Keep going <laughs> to the the main event of a good pay per view, and you're gonna you, you, you don't want, you don't like it. Boo it. You're supposed to boo it, but you're gonna chant AEW at Seth Rollins, the guy who slay the beast two months ago. There 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 couldn't have been more. Slay the Beast or Beast Slayer t-shirts in that fucking crowd. And two months later, you're going to chant AEW at him because you don't like who a referee pick is. And now you're mad because he goes on Twitter and fights back. Everybody wants to take the shot. Everybody loves when Jericho takes a shot, when Kenny takes a shot, when Cody pulls out a sledgehammer and blows up a throne on a pay-per-view. Everybody loves that. But when Seth Rollins goes on Twitter and fires back, when the WWE fires back, when Triple H makes a video for the Japan tour and is sitting on a not-blown-up throne, people get a little bit mad because the WWE fires back. This is what you asked for. Don't be mad because you get what you asked for. Don't be mad, Kenny, when the WWE puts an Evolve show on the network. You want this. Everybody in the in the wrestling universe wants this. Whether you're a WWE fan, an independent fan, an AEW fan, or an everybody fan. This is what we have wanted. Everybody wants the Monday Night Wars. Everybody wants there to be competition. Well, guess what? There's competition. It It's back, people. So Seth Rollins, that guy, he won this week. Because he got sick of the shit and he fired back. And he did nothing wrong. Oh, you got mad because, what, did he, he called Osprey little guy? Yes, sir. Oh, cry me a fucking river. Like, wh- I don't... Who gives a shit? Like, what? why? Why Why is that such a bit, like... Yeah, they're the same height, aren't they? <clears throat> also, it's a work. No shit. Mm, who'd have thought? <laughs> right, like, 
Come on. It's it's. You, you, do you watch sports? At all? Does anyone here watch sports? I mean, we know. Show I a do. hands. Show a hands. Do you watch sports? So do you, do you do you remember times when like athletes would talk shit about other athletes and other teams? And they would say that this guy's trash, or this guy's nothing, or this team's soft, or this, this is that, and whatever, and we're the best. That's exactly what Seth did. Why wouldn't... Why wouldn't the captain of your team... Right, right. You have two main champions, male champions. And Kofi, Kofi's bis- busy lifting up all the black people. Yeah, so there, there, there's, there's two people. He's he's in New Day land. He's in thr- charge. Of, he's in charge of black to, Twitter, and he's throwing the pancakes and having 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 his best life as he should. Yeah, because he's a doing it top of the game. So you have the other top guy. He's bored. He's running out of things to say. Should have should have kept him busy because now he's got now he's. Letting loose. He's fired. He's letting it go. And man. He's curb stomping all these suckers. Thank you, Seth. Jeez, man. I just love it, man. It's so good. It's a great day to be alive. It's so good. Like, don't, I don't know how many times I can see Tama Tonga talk shit and not like be like, yo, can somebody come after this guy? Right. Nobody nobody got mad when he was when he's been running his mouth for the last couple weeks. Tama Tonga saying that he wants the Usos and the Revival to let him. Get out of the fence. Get from behind the fence. You come out and play. Exactly. Scotty Scotty hits it on the head here. The people who have a problem with what Seth said are lying to themselves. Absolutely. Like it, it's. I got a big, I got a bigger problem with Kenny Omega. Hell yeah! Let's go to that. Let's go to that. So, and then, besides the fact that anything he said, he deleted. Right. Go to Seth's Twitter. It's still there. By the way, it's still there. Um, so let's. Uh, yesterday, it came out that uh, Evolve's tenth anniversary celebration will st- stream live on the uh, WWE Network on Saturday, July thirteenth at eight PM from the twenty three hundred Arena in uh, Philadelphia, PA. Uh, it'll feature the return of Evolve alumni. Uh, Adam Cole will defend the NXT Championship against Akira Tozawa. WWE Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gulak will face NXT Superstar Matt Riddle. Uh, it'll also feature superstars Arturo Ruas and Babatunde. Evolve Champion Austin Theory. Evolve Tag Team Champions Joe Gacy and Eddie Kingston. WWN Champion J.D. Drake and many more. Additional matches will be announced in the near future. Um, so there's like this other event going on in Jacksonville that day called Fight for the Fallen. Obviously, it is a it is a charity show, um, that is uh, being put on by AEW. This is, I believe, not it is airing on BR Live. Um, you know, and uh, and obviously, all all ticket. Or did they did they say a hundred percent, or is it a portion of? Not that it matters, but I, I just to try and be factual. I believe it's. I think it's. It, I think it's proceeds, like all proceeds. All proceeds go to, um, and it's it's for victims of the uh, the school shooting, right? It's for the Madden tournament shooting. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so WWE, so the WWE Network is airing this previously scheduled Evolve show. Their 10th anniversary show. WWE's had a working relationship with Evolve for, for years. Um, By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect some dots that people may not connect ooh, really love, quickly. Okay. So the figurehead behind Evolve. Gabe Sapolsky? Gabe Sapolsky is and was the right-hand man of Paul Heyman from ECW. Oh, see, I didn't know that. They are in the same Look brain tree. Look at that. So <laughs> they're they're connected. Um, and I wouldn't say he's right hand man, but Gabe was around close. during they're yes. close. And then Gabe was also the guy who was responsible for all of your favorite parts of Ring of Honor. So um after WWE and, and Evolve released this information that the show's gonna air on the network. Now keep in yeah. mind, these two shows are approximately 850 miles apart. Correct. So people going that will be going to the Evolve show were probably not going to go to Fight for the Fallen and yep. vice versa. And also Fight for the Fallen will be airing for free on BR Live. Right. And the only way you can watch the Evolve show is if you're a part of the award-winning. Yes, it is It is on no WWE other. Network. Right, it is on no other service, just the WWE Network. And both of those events are also going to be. On demand. On demand. Right. Okay. So, All right. Just wanted to make sure yes. that there was a, it so wasn't a one-time So if you don't watch deal. one live, mm. you, you can always – so if you're at one live, you can watch the other one and vice versa. Okay. So then Kenny Omega, you know, one of the EVPs of AEW Wrestling. Yeah, that guy. The he, sick, he best tweets out, out or whatever. If lining your pockets with blood money is okay, then what's wrong with trying to undermine a charity show for victims of gun violence? I hear that healthy competition is supposed to be a good thing, and yet I can't help but feel like I'm going to be sick. Now, if you go to look for that tweet, it's no longer there. What? I know, because he deleted it. Why I would, would I would assume. Why at, would somebody delete? I would assume at like the um, at the urging of his other EVPs and his company owner. What? Which it, now in its place, you what? will. What part? You will. Find, what part was so bad? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that blood money part, considering nah. you know, considering the Khan family has done biz, openly done business with Saudi Arabia. Nah. I mean, small details. Not recently. A couple of years ago, you can't tell me that the, that the royal family of Saudi Arabia just got dirty in the last two years. They weren't beheading people two years ago. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Um, no problem. Hosses is great. <laughs> um, Jericho had no issue taking the blood money. Atomic. <laughs> um, so now, in its place... Uh-huh. You will find, I've said my piece, and it opened the door to a very toxic environment. Sure did. It wasn't a message to the fans or the boys, just the decision makers. I wish everyone wrestling on any show that day all the best. That is all. And that is how you take the high road. That, or that is how you find the closest ladder from the low road to the high road. Yes. Like, like he tried... He boo-boo tried. Yeah. 
And like, like it. First off, the original take is horrid. Is horrid and weak sauce. It is weaker to then delete it and like try and do the make good. Like, did you think that there wasn't going to be screenshots? Did you think that it was just going to go away? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, he's Canadian. He doesn't quite get the Twitter thing. He's going to delete it and he's going to apologize and be sorry, and that's fine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Here, please have some. Please have some all natural maple syrup. <laughs> um. Exactly. Um, the, the prime, the prime minister and, of Canada, and here, Terrence and Philip. And here's the thing, man. Because like, I've had discussions with people on Twitter about this, and I'm like, WWE airing the Evolve show again, a company that they've done business with for years. Yeah, is having their tenth anniversary show. Like, that's yep. a big deal. Yep. Believe it or not, that's a bigger deal than the ninth anniversary show or the eighth anniversary show, because somebody had to like the, tried to drop that bomb on me today. Is why did they air the eighth or the ninth anniversary? Well, tell me why you celebrate your kid's eighth birthday a little differently than your right. kid's tenth. Or birthday. you're like, let's think of like your, your wedding, your wedding anniversaries, like your eighth. I'm anniversary. not going to put out on my eighth, but my tenth, <laughs> like your eighth anniversary. My you head might, hurts. You for might eight. go to the, you might go to Outback. But ten. Tenth anniversary, you're going to like Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> like you're going you're 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 going out there. Like you're going to like We're going Roost Chris. An expensive ass dinner. Yeah. Like so it's 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 different. A tenth anniversary is different than ninth, different than an eighth. And like, here's the deal. Again, it's not gonna it's not gonna have an impact on ticket sales. That's the charity part. Like, people, at least to the best of my knowledge, people watching it live on BR Live for free is not contributing a single dollar to the charity. Do you know what I think the biggest FU of all of this could possibly be? What's that? Vince McMahon writing a check as a charitable donation oh my God. to AEW. Oh, my God. To like, the, to the, the, to, the, the charity. It, it, care of Fight for the Fallen in the four line of the check. Like, like, like sorry for the inconvenience. Here is a check for the proceeds of what we made at the 10th anniversary. Like was Evolve supposed to move the date of the show? I don't know. Can you change your birthday? I I don't think you can. I mean, like again, 850 miles. It's not going to like it's fight for the fallen going to sell out. It's going to sell out. They're going to maximize the profits. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Like, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that they'll be smart enough to do this. Um, that on you know as the show airs, they they I would imagine they would come up with like a text code that you can text to donate. Yeah. I I mean, just make sure that you can do it still when you're watching on demand. Problem solved, Kenny. Like. The, the the optics of what Kenny Omega did yesterday are so bad. Yeah. It's especially so as bad. an EVP. Yes. 
Like if Jericho does that, it's not as bad. Uh, okay. Well, actually, it probably it, I, it's going to look. I don't make this connection often, but I'm pretty sure that if 45 would have said something like that to someone. Yes. We all would have agreed that, again, 45 is doing something really dumb. Yes. Like, he needs to cage the Twitter fingers. Politics, policies aside, President Donald Trump is one of the most historic, worst tweeters in the history of Twitter. Yes. He's great, but he is also, he's terrible. Yes. 100%. I feel horrible that the POTUS Twitter handle and all of his tweets... Once he is out of the presidency, go into the national record. They go into the Library of Congress. Yeah, if, like oh, fuck. <laughs> like I can't wait. Like, and again, whether or not your opinion on it uh, of last night's debate, Kofefe. <laughs> seeing just boring as a as a Hall of Records. That will go in the in like yeah as 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 presidential speak. Steve Carino, Steve Carino said it best. So I, I I watched some shoot interviews from time to time, and there's a shoot interview. ROH used to do a straight shooting series. Hey, Gabe Sapolsky used to host those. Hey, how about that? How about that? And um, but he was talking about he was in a feud with Homicide, and like if I'm at the crowd, if I'm if I'm like walking around the crowd, and there's two different fans yelling at me. And one of the fans goes, homicide's going to kill you. And the other one goes, bleed for me. You're a bleeder. Bleed. Who do you think I'm going to react to? Hey, kid, homicide's not going to kill me. Right. Like, if you go to inside baseball, it's not razzing. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like. Like, don't do it. <laughs> And 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 because you know what, probably somewhere down the line, Seth isn't necessarily happy where that money came from either. Right. I I I would imagine that that a lot of the people that work for the WWE aren't. But also, money's good. Well, money buys fun things like jet skis and in-ground <laughs> pools. Right. And also, and if Prince Abdullah Oblongata wants to pay for my pool, then go for it. And also, like. When you have a job, you're probably going to have to do things you don't like, or you're going to lose your job. So how much do you not like that thing? How, how damaging would it be to your life to lose your job? Those are all questions that, have, that you have to answer. Because I'm pretty sure that, like, when they announced that they were going to Saudi Arabia, there was probably a line of guys lined outside. Vince McMahon's door. Probably. And we'll role play here. You can play Vince, Mm -hmm. and I'll play the superstar. Okay. Come on in, pal. Uh, Hey, Mr. McMahon. Uh, Seth Rollins here, by the way. Uh, Hey, Uh, Seth. How's it going? Great. Uh, Quick question. You're looking Mm -hmm. built. You're looking very svelte, by the way. Thank you. I I like that beard. Thank you. The hair's nice and greasy. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I'll stay focused. Yes. Um, So I heard we're going back to Saudi Arabia. Yes, we are. Great opportunity. Did you see that stack of money in the corner? I did. Grab some on your way out. Um, About that, I was wondering if I could call in sick Hmm. that day. Are you still the universal champion? 
Yes, sir. Goddamn, pal, you're going to Saudi Arabia. Thank you for your time. Grab some money on your way out. And then that is the procession of people wanting to call in sick or dead or whatever to not go. Yes. And some people are like, I am diametrically opposed from everything that is going on in Saudi Arabia, and I do not wish to be there. And Vince is like, okay, Daniel, grab your (sighs) hemp belt and get out of my office. (laughs) Or I have cross tattoos. All right, we don't want to get you killed, Alistair. You, you, you get to not go. Okay. And like, yes, yeah, Sami like, Zayn's never been there. Sami Zayn will probably never be there. Right. And that that goes beyond just, I don't want to go. Like, that's, you know, that's the thing. And Well, yeah, and Daniel Bryan's never gone. Kevin Owens probably not going back. Those are guys that Vince is like, goddamn pal, I like you enough. You don't have to go. Right. However... Didn't Daniel go over there when he was a, when he was a champion? Because he's been over there once. I think he went for the first show, the greatest Royal Rumble. Okay. Like, if Kevin Owens is champion, Vince is probably going to make a hard pitch for him to still go. Mm-hmm. Because you want your titles over there. Right. Yeah. You know. It, it, Either way, neither here nor there, we, we're getting, we're getting gra- gradually farther away from yes. like, the point. Of just like fuck you, Kenny. Kenny, not the best. It was a bad look. It was a tweet, bad look. You tweet ri- smarter. You rybacked it. Yes. Eat, sleep, tweet, delete, repeat. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, and 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 I think people people are more touchy on this show because it's the charity thing. But again, the the they're not making money on the live stream. For the charity. It's not like WWE is booking an event. Because they could have. On, on Labor Day weekend in Chicago at at the at the Allstate Center. And he could, they could have. And they're announcing that both God and Jesus <laughs> will be in attendance. And here's the thing. WWE, if they, if they really wanted to stick it to AEW for Fight for the Fallen... You don't think they could have put together a show? You don't think those NXT dudes can make the trip from Orlando to Jacksonville? Yeah, they could They could get there. They could do a show in... It's or- like two hours, man. Hell, they could just do a show in Orlando. Or they could go to Jacksonville. Right, like, it's not hard. Or whatever. They're, they're just choosing to air a show that was already scheduled. A, a big event for a company that they have a great relationship with. Yeah. Like, that... Oh, yeah. This weekend, Tyler Breeze wrestling at Evolve 129 and 130. Filling in for Kyle O'Reilly. Yes, who was who, injured. Uh, staff infection. Ooh. Uh, it's from all the like the lacerations from the ladder match, I think. Jesus. Like, he had stitches done, and then he got a staff infection uh, from the stitches. Gross. Yeah. So but yeah, Tyler Breeze versus A.R. Fox uh, on Saturday in Queens. Sunday versus Anthony Green in Brooklyn. That Anthony Green match, Ooh, that's going to be good. The AR Fox one should be great, especially too. if Anthony Fox brings the, uh, the platinum honeys. Mm-hmm. But uh, like WWE could have really fired a shot if they wanted to. This this is this is nothing. And if here's the thing, if if this, if if, if AEW can't handle this, and this was the point I made to somebody yesterday. If this show rocks AE, if them airing Evolve 131. 
which by the way, the Evolve 131 show will probably have an attendance close to or less than Fight for the Fallen. Probably. Yes. Because so it's if, at the 2300. Yes. It doesn't seat that many people. So if, if, if AEW cannot handle the WWE and their fans can't handle the WWE airing an Evolve show the same day as a show that is airing on BR Live, your streaming service, for free. What the fuck are you doing getting into this war? Do you watch Parks Do you watch Parks and Rec at all? I, I never have. Okay. So this is going to be for a very small subsect of the live and joining us however you get your podcast audience and Parks and Recreations fan. So immediately I'm taken back to the episode where episodes where Leslie Nope is running for city council and Bobby Newport who is Bobby or uh, Paul Rudd's character they run the first opposition ad against him and Bobby Newport calls him in and he goes, Hey guys, I, I saw that, uh, I saw that ad that you guys ran. It really hurt my feelings. Can you, can you just stop? And they're like, what? Stop running the ad. No, stop running for city council. Just give it to me. I want it. (laughs) I want, just give it to me, please. Why? Please. I really, mm, I want it. That's what Kenny Omega kind of sounded like to me. Yes. It's like, you really hurt my feelings. Give us this date. Yeah. Well, wait till October, pal. <laughs> Time to put your her up and score up. Yeah. Like, again, if, 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 because like WWE's been to war, they're going to war with people who have been to war. I mean, Jericho's been to war in, in the wrestling business. Um, but there's a lot of guys and people involved with AEW that haven't. Like, if you can't handle this, it's going to be a bumpy road. Yoggle had to learn. That's all I'm saying. Yoggle had to learn real quick that war never changes. And y'all need to hunker down. And y'all need to focus. Like, let WWE focus on you guys. Because here's the thing. You will win if WWE's attention gets split from themselves and to you guys. Sure. But as long as you guys focus on your stuff and you guys keep your ish tight, that all the attention when WWE gives it to you and they actually tune into your product, if anything, them running Evolve the same day as you guys is a way for you guys to be involved in the conversation because guess what? Now you guys can say that we're running a show the same day as Evolve's 10th anniversary. Right. And you're mixing that conversation. Yeah. It's a pot. You can spin any negative into a positive. Every cloud has a silver lining. You just got to find it. Make chicken salad. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Speaking of AEW shows, let's talk about the one that is happening this Saturday. Can't wait. Uh, on BR live airing for free. It is fighter fest at the ocean center from Daytona beach, Florida. Uh, seven thirty PM. I believe is the uh, go time on that one. Um, so there are nine matches, three on the pre-show. Let's talk about them. Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates with Peter Avalon in a singles match. I have the picks from all the guys. Um, myself and Ryan have Kylie Ray picking up the win. Uh, Matt and intern Mark have Leva Bates picking up the win. I've got Kylie Ray. Yeah, I, I love the librarians, Leva Bates and and Peter I, I, Avalon. I think Kylie is is marked for greatness in that company. I think so too, because you know she's a genuinely nice person. Right, right. 
Um, then you got a three-way tag team match. The winners advance to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. <sighs> Sorry, I just had to take a breather after that long stipulation. Uh, you got the best friends, Chuck, Tr- Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, taking on SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian versus pri- Private Party, Isaiah Kennedy, and Mark Quinn. Is that right? I say Isaiah right. Cassidy. But it's okay. Uh, I got the best friends winning. Mark, Ryan, and Matt have SoCal Uncensored. I also have the best friends, but. But. It's a but. If you've never seen Private Party, if you've never seen Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, you're in for a treat. These guys are just as good as any other tag team you've seen, they look like you don't recognize them, but you're gonna instantly remember them. I have worked directly with Mark Quinn before. He was at Excellence Professional Wrestling nice. for the longest time. You may have actually seen him and not noticed. It. Okay. Um, he used to partner with um, Anthony Gangone in One Night Only. Um, okay. Okay. He looks a lot like Kel Mitchell from uh, Keenan. Okay. And Kel. I think I think it's ringing a bell a okay. little bit. But anyway. He can literally do anything in the wrestling ring he wants to. If you go to him and you say, hey, Mark, can you do this? Guess what? Mark's getting he up. Do he's it. doing it. Nice. He And Isaiah is the exact same way. They are going to be a team to watch. And if I didn't think that Trent and, and Chuck Taylor were going to get injected into that title scene early, I could easily see this match going to private party. Nice. Uh, the other pre-show match, Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabali in a hardcore match. Uh, Mark, Matt, and Ryan all have Nakazawa winning. I have, I have Jabali because it sounds cool. Michael Nakazawa. I just like the way Jabali. Jabali, yeah. It's a fun to say, Jabali. It is. It is. This is definitely a feud that's brought forward by the YouTube series with being the elite and, and things like that. Um you're doing yourself a disservice. If you want to follow AEW and you really want to get a hold of some of these storylines, especially for Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen and being even all and all out, being the elite nightmare family, um, and AEW's Twitter page or not Twitter page, AEW's uh, YouTube channel, all three of those. Whenever stuff comes out, they're like tying stuff together. Nice using social media properly, like the twenty four seven title. Huh? Amazing. Uh, all right, let's go to the main card. Uh, we'll go to the three-way match. Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Rose. Uh, clean sweep over here. We all have Nyla Rose. I got Sakazaki. Really? Yes, sir. Man, I just... To me, that's tough having... If you have Nyla lose on, on the your first two shows. As long as she's not getting pinned, it doesn't matter. Fair. Okay. You're good point. Good point. <laughs> it's a three way. Yeah. Good point. Gotcha. 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 Smart. Uh, then you got Christopher Daniels versus Sema. Um, myself and intern Mark have Daniels. Ryan and Matt have Sema. This is going to be really fun. They have a lot Should of be history. A really good match. Um, and while I'd like to go with Shima, I'm going to go with the Fallen Angel, the Ring General Christopher Daniels. Very nice. Then you got the uh, you got a four way match. You got Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF. Uh, intern Mark and Matt have MJF. 
Ryan has Jungle Boy. I have the correct answer, in my opinion, as Adam Page. The guy is going to be fighting for your world title. Don't have him lose. I have MJF. Damn it. <laughs> at least, I mean, it's a good theory, at least, right? Again, it's one of those... Okay, doesn't have to get pinned. He doesn't have to take the fall. MJF is going to obviously be set up as the first challenger for uh, Hangman Page. For Chris once- Jericho. Hangman Page once he r- wins the AEW title at any point. Uh, Whether gotcha. Jericho wins it first, when and then Jericho wins it first. Him, or Hangman wins it first, and then MJF is That's the, adorable. the first challenger, it's going to be MJF. So. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Uh, then you got a singles match John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Uh, we all have a clean sweep of Moxley this over here. This is also no DQ. Oh, is it? They just cha- They just announced. Oh, that'll be fun. That this is supposed to be fantastic. I don't know. Oh, let me make sure. Um, still Moxley over here. Is that who you have, or do you have Janela? I have. I have John Moxley. Okay, right. Like uh, this. This one probably the easiest match on the card to call. <laughs> like, uh, I... non-sanctioned. Oh, okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Love you, Janela, but um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't think you're going to have Mox eat a, eat a pin on his first match. They've also announced the first match for Fight for the Fallen. Oh, what's that? It is Kenny Omega versus Shima. Ooh, okay. Uh, Six-man tag team match. You have the Lucha Brothers um, taking on the Elite. Uh, Matt has the Lucha Brothers. The rest of us, uh, Mark, uh, Ryan, and myself, have the Elite. I have the Elite. Okay. Uh, and then you get singles match. Cody versus Darby Allen. All of us, uh, myself, intern Mark, Ryan, and Cody have, uh, and Matt have Cody. Ryan has Cody by DQ. So, an interesting uh, thought on that one. But yeah, we all have Cody winning. I got the code man, too. Now, that would be the, with the exception, obviously, of Omega, that would be the second event out of two where. The, the the bung yucks and Cody both win. True. If, if, if like just let's just keep tabs on that. Hey, if it happens, it is what it is. Cody beat his like fifty seven year old brother and then right a I, former skateboarder. Yes, but I'm I'm just no saying, offense to either. Of no, guys. no, none to, none at all. But I'm just saying if, if if this were a different company on a different day, if you know all the inside dudes are doing the winning. People are going to take mark of it. Well, here's the thing. Come come fight for the Fallen. One of them's going to be defeated because it's Young Bucks versus right. the Brotherhood. Or it could just be a no DQ. Oh, hi, or Mark. Or a no decision. Oh, hi, Mark. Mad that it's not going to happen. <laughs> when it happens, I'm going to chuckle. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what I'm doing Saturday. If I'm going to be able to catch this show live, I am going to watch the show. Though. I will watch it as well. I plan on watching it live, but, uh, it all depends. It all depends yeah. on where I'm at, what I'm doing. Um, so, uh, I, I threw out the, uh, the question of the week this week, um, because at one point this week, the hot topic of discussion was the end of um stomping grounds with <laughs> seth and becky oh poo poo on that now um so it was uh i said what are you because obviously i did not know where this week Anyone was taking care? us 
Um, Does anyone care that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are bootsing anymore? I mean, a, a prob- I don't know. Probably. Well, the, don't underestimate the IWC. Team. That's very true. Um, but I said, what are your thoughts on WWE acknowledging and promoting uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's relationship? Um, this one uh, actually got quite a bit of people not being a fan of it. Um for me, like th- this, this is just the way I look at it. Did I need them to put it out there in storyline? Did you know and and acknowledge it and and you know stuff it down our throats as the IWC did? No, I didn't need it. However, um, it's impossible to deny. Correct. Like we know it's there. Um, the first time that that. It was seen and known of. People fawned over it like it was a new puppy. Everybody loved oh, it. Oh, they're sitting next to oh, each other at the Hall of Fame. Oh, they're so they're so happy Look together. And like Seth won the Universal title, and she, you know, she won. It's like Simba and Nala. Becca, Becky two belts, and it's oh, it's so they just they just live in happily ever after. Yeah. And then WWE acknowledges it. People feel like they have to get nasty Man, about fuck it. This, shit. this, this is fucking stupid. Why did God? Why did God ruin everything fun? Just let them be private. Like, there's there's been so many instances over time of WWE using real life relationships in the storyline. Macho and Liz. Um, I mean, you know, the Edge, Lita, Matt Hardy stuff. Like, I mean, it's Jake it, Roberts and Rick Rude. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Um. I mean, we've seen Shawn Michaels and Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> you know, we've seen. You know, we can go on forever, baby. You know, like it, it's it, it is it is a time honored tradition in the WWF. Um, Do you have a wife? Right, exactly. We're gonna use. It. We're gonna use her. Vince and Und- Linda McMahon, Undertaker and Sarah. Yeah, that was a thing. Like, so it it it's happened before. Triple H and Stephanie. Um, you know, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. Like, you know, and, and Sean Michaels and Chris Jericho. Oh, that's and Chris really, Jericho yeah, punched, punched the F out of Rebecca. Yeah. Hit her. Hit her good. <laughs> got, got her with the haymaker, man. Popped um, her right above the suck hole. And, 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 and like, you know, and, and, and I know people are like, well, what if, what if they, uh, like break up? It's not going to age well. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. Like, you know what else doesn't age well? When John Cena and Crime Time spray painted on JBL's limo, JBL is poopy. Right. You know what also doesn't age well? Vince McMahon using the N-word. What's up, my... <laughs> like, that doesn't age well. Like, yes. And I know, like, people want to keep going back, um, you know, to, like, the Nikki Bella, John Cena engagement at WrestleMania. But guess what? Like that was, that was a, fake anyways. Yeah, probably. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's 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 TV. Like and 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 they're in a relationship now. What if what if what if call me fucking crazy? What? Call me crazy. Okay. What if they said, Hey, uh hey, hey Michael, I got an ideal. What if what if we use uh what if we use our real life relationship in a storyline? Hey man, that sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna do, take do, it. Do, I'm gonna take that to Vince. Do, 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 hey Vince, do. I got an idea. Fanny pack just flapping. <laughs> like, 
We don't know if if they Canary were the ones yellow blur down the hall. <laughs> to, it. to bring it up. It's like the flash. So like, enjoy it while it's here. It'll be here for a time, and then it'll go away. Or it'll be here forever. Or it'll be here forever. I'm and, here for Seth and Becky. And, and they're happily ever after. The man and the man's man. <laughs> Which is fantastic, by the way. Have you seen Becky Lynch's Twitter avatar? Uh, no, I have not. It is Seth Rollins's face imposed on Becky Lynch's face. <laughs> so it's Becky's hair and Seth's face with facial hair. That's it's good. It's very weird. That's the good and weird. I bet that's that is good and weird at the same time. Um, but it's good stuff. It, 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 like, just just let it be. It's good shit. It's good shit. Um, I don't have anything else, and we're pretty much out of time anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, we're like I said, it was it was a four topic night. We filled it out, which is which is great. If there's any topics we missed and we didn't cover it, feel free to leave a comment on the Three Count Thursday Facebook page. Absolutely, we check that every day. Also on Twitter at Three Count Thursday, always a number, never the word. Uh, Tim, where can the people follow you? Everywhere. Uh, at Not the Toolman across all platforms Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care. I stream uh-huh. I stream on twitch.tv forward slash Not the Toolman. Uh, every, starting coming up soon, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, for a random video game fun and some talk. I talk wrestling and a lot of other stuff too on there. Also, uh, every Monday morning when you wake up, you will have in your. Your phone, your phone of choice, uh, however you catch your podcasts. Uh, Final Wrestling Place, it's a side project that I do with my best friend Marcus, where we take your favorite things from the world of wrestling, whether it be wrestlers or events or things like that, and we put it in its final wrestling place. Uh, This episode coming up, we are dealing with the bashes of wrestling, and we put the bash at the beach 2000 in its... uh, Final wrestling place. Is it finally dead, bro? It's dead. Rip, is there not a switch on the back? No. Oh. Oh, it's dead. Oh, it's dead, dead. Oh, man. Big rip. It's dead. It's dead. I can't even find the sad music. But be sure to follow everyone else on Three Count Thursday. Uh, Matt at 3CTA Philly at 8. Three Count Intern is Intern Mark at RYN Eagle. Just follow the show, man. Go to 3 com. All the social media is there. The YouTube's there. Our collar and elbow brand um, deal, th- promo code 3Count, which is badass. They just released another 4th of July t-shirt. Lit. I'm going to get it. No, you're not. It only goes up to extra large. I'm going to cut the sleeves off. There of you go, baby. Look the, look, the, look the big show in an NWO shirt. There you go. Also, our whatamaneuver.net. Whatamaneuver.net. Um... You you're you may be running out of time to uh, get the baby onesie picture and get some free shit. So uh, you know the deal. Get on there, buy it, get a picture of a baby in the three C F and T onesie, and you might get some free stuff. But uh, you can check out our sponsors of the show. They are the sponsor of our home network and GSE Sports. Alicia's pillows and things. If you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your tastes and likes. So add decor that reflects your sports, movie, and TV fandom. Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. They feature pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with your favorite teams and characters. Log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. Also, our new sponsor is Cool Eye Cover. As you can imagine, we're talking about sunglasses. 
Summer's officially here, and as we know, we all need sunglasses. So head over to Cool Eye Cover. They have a great deal as an NGSC Sports partner and sponsor. If you email ESGMarketingSolutions at gmail.com, you'll get a 50% discount on your first pair of glasses. So head over to CoolEyeCover.com, choose your glasses, and receive the discount. Again, you have to email ESGMarketingSolutions at gmail.com to get your 50% off coupon. We want to thank Cool Light Cover for joining NGSC Sports as a sponsor. Guys, until next Wednesday, not Thursday. Thursday's 4th of July. We'll be drunk and watching fireworks. So you will not be able to see us here. But Wednesday night, 9.30 Eastern Time, right here on Facebook Live. We'll be back. We'll be talking wrestling. Until then, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. <laughs>